Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hi. Hey, are we live? Excellent. Yes. Hi, guys. Uh, sorry, a little bit crazy day today. Um, just some family stuff going on. Um, and uh, the only way Mike and I can do this is both via car. But we're going to keep the streak going and uh, try to keep the, keep the thing going today and just get into really quick hit stuff today. But um, we appreciate it. For all of you out there, support the show and everything like that. Okay, so um, hello, Hockey World. It is Friday, May 11th, 2018. I'm Michael Agello in a parking lot near a Starbucks. <laughs> I am Eklund driving somewhere in Pennsylvania, and you're watching the Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes every Monday through Friday in the afternoon to fill you in on the comings and goings in the hockey world. And uh, Mike, you're up in Toronto because of a interesting uh, development. The uh, Leafs have named their GM. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I'm, I just crossed over the border, but yeah, I, it was it was very strange. About quarter after nine this morning, uh, uh, Renault Lavoie, TBA Sports, uh, Elliot Friedman, it basically every all the insiders got the news at the same time. Kyle Dubas who has been assistant general manager of the Maple Leafs for the last four years, was promoted to general manager, replacing Lou Lamorello. Um, I drove up for the press conference, and it was pretty straightforward, Brendan Shanahan and, and Dubas. And um, I think, you know, pretty much everybody knows what Kyle Dubas is. He's a young guy. He's a really smart guy. I think he's got ideas of how to run a club. He's, he's sort of uh, been under the tutelage of Lou Lamorello the last few years. Um, he, he still, um, you know, in, he indicated that, you know, him and Lou are still in contact and there's a, there's a, a close relationship there. And, uh, you know, right now it doesn't sound like Lou is going anywhere, but, uh, that could change in the, in the foreseeable future. But, on um, but Dubas is now going to be taking control. And the one thing that we'll find out eventually is the status of Mark Hunter. Who, right, yep. We're still, I'm still here. I'm going, I'm still, still talking. I, um, Brendan Shanahan uh, indicated that Mark Hunter and Kyle Dubas were the two candidates for the GM position, and he opted for Dubas. So that immediately, uh, you know, brings into question what the status of Hunter will be going forward. Um, yeah. Everything, everything will be reviewed. We don't know what that really means, but uh, I, I, I've, I've long suspected that if Hunter got the job. I think Dubas would be looking for a position elsewhere, and I don't see why that would be the case. Why that wouldn't be the case, vice versa. But right now, everything everything's in a holding pattern when it comes to Hunter, and I mean, we'll see what happens in the next month or so. Yeah, I mean, has he done enough to really merit um, like a serious consideration for another GM position? Do you think? Oh yeah, I mean, Mark Hunter is 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 primarily responsible for. The drafting of, of right. uh, you know guys like uh, Marner and uh, you know not only you know Matthews. I mean, I could have drafted Austin Matthews, but you know they've had they've had some really good really good picks in their draft the last couple of years while Hunter right. is in control, and uh, he's well respected. He's been the GM of the London Knights. He he you know yeah, he's a really respected hockey guy. So I think the the one thing is that 
general manager wise, Don Waddell took over in Carolina. Paul Fenton, as we've been yeah. rumored, may be getting the Minnesota job. Those are the only two GM or those uh, that the Minnesota job is the only one left available. So maybe Hunter stays right. around because there isn't a GM job to jump to, but right. yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there is one. I mean, I think the Minnesota job has been filled. I was told that it's going to be announced very shortly. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been that's done. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was Paul Fenton now that Nashville's out. I think we could see that any day. You know, I think that, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Monday, just a guess, but Monday we hear about that that job being filled. Um, and, uh, you know, I the other, you know, like we say Carolina's out of the running. Uh, it looks like... It really does look like Lou Lamorello is heading to the island, and whether or not that's going to be, what capacity that's going to be with, if he's going to work with Garcia. Now, Garcia is, remember, that he's actually pretty close with Lou, um, and actually yeah. can work with pretty well with him, I think, and, and considers himself. You know, if if you ask Garcia who he models himself after, it is Lou Lamorello. That's the GM he right. models himself after. So they could work pretty well together there, and I don't think beyond that, right now, there's a job out there. You know, so the question is. I mean, I think this is a great. I mean, I think I think they picked the right guy, though. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm no no disrespect to Hunter, but um, you know, this is they they feel like when the people I talk to know what's going on. I I don't think that many of us really know the inner workings of teams and what each person is actually responsible for and what they really mm-hmm. do. Sure. You know, but the people I talk to seem to know that say this they they picked the right guy and that you know and that, that even though he's younger than Hunter, he's 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 sharp and he's combines a good he's a good combination of um analytics and not analytics and all that kind of stuff which you want to hear so i i think that that you had two really good candidates and i think you you know more than likely you're going to see hunter be a general manager in the nhl within a couple years it's just simply a question here of you know i think shanahan picked dubas four years ago recognized his him as an up-and-coming talent i mean there are you know there are there are situations though where a new general manager, you know the you know agents will try to take advantage of him uh, because he's yeah. new. Um, you know his co- colleagues in the in the league uh, may not uh, you know may try to to fleece him in, in trades. That's why um, one of the, one of the questions that I brought up to Brendan Shanahan was, you know, will they will you consider now that you've promoted? Dubas and you know Lou is in an advisory role right now. Whether you'd consider right. bringing bringing somebody in uh, into the organization to be sort of a sounding board or an assistant GM, somebody with experience, and um, you know he didn't really answer the question. But Dubas yeah. said, "Well, once they once they talk to Hunter and find out what's going on in the organization, that's possible." And names like you know Chuck Fletcher and uh, and uh, Ron Francis have been right. circulated. I don't know if that that means they're going to they're legitimate candidates, but that's a possibility. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's very possible. Um, but at the same time, isn't that also what Shanahan kind of is? Yeah, but I don't think Shanahan wants. I mean, I don't think Shanahan wants the day to day responsibility of making. I mean, he's going to be in the mix. He's going to be in the you know like when big decisions are made, he's going to be there. But I don't think he wants to be like hands on day to day every day. I mean, right. I, I just don't think that's that's the dynamic. So, you know, if Lou is not going to be there, then I think they will bring somebody else in that will be another 
piece of the puzzle and like i said sort of a sounding board and a guy like a guy like francis a guy like francis who's yeah. a you know a hall of fame player and a former general manager and well respected in the league you know yeah. that might be an option and fletcher had has experience with the minnesota so there you go yeah yeah that makes that make there's some sense there i could see and i think francis definitely um i mean he's been bought out as from all i can understand it and he's a, he's free and Although, you know, I hear lots of different different things that that was really much a mutual decision. So Francis may have wanted out of there as well. We don't know yeah. if that has anything to do with Toronto or if that has anything to do with just him wanting out of there. So, yeah, um, yeah we really don't know. Um, so let's get on to tonight's game because we have, I know a lot of people are wondering. I'm about to do my blog when I get home to put my prediction up for Boston and Washington. I'm in Boston. I keep really saying Boston. Toronto and Washington. I really wanted Boston to win that Tampa, series, man. Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. I know. Tampa and Washington. Thank you. <laughs> I really wanted Boston and Toronto to win, to beat Tampa, but here they are. Because um, well, I, I got everything wrong except for Washington in the second round, I might add. Well, um, well why, don't, why, don't, why don't we... Well, why don't we just say we one about last night for a second? Yeah, 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 just just for one second because and 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 yeah. I and I and I know I know you know you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna blast me for this and I no, I, talk, not, I know what you're gonna say. I okay. I talked I, so I, talk, I talked with Russ this morning and he agreed, and he'll he'll elaborate on it more on Monday. But I'm sorry, in a game seven, when you're paying a goaltender nearly almost nearly eight million dollars a year, and he's and he's yep. probably gonna win the Vezina Trophy. You yeah. can't give up two goals like Pekka Rene gave up. No, no, you can't. No, the, the, especially the first one. Wow. Game seven, but the fact that he was pulled yeah. three times at home. I mean, that you can't. Yeah. And, and PK and, and had two shutouts in the series. I mean, when when has that ever been possible? When, when you can ever say goalie had two shutouts and was pulled three times in the same series? Right. I mean, that's like that's a crazy stat. Right. He either yeah. was really good or really really bad. And, um. The first goal, you know, it was really interesting. I heard somebody on XM today um, who was um, who was like a goalie expert who does like the analytics for goalies, mm. and he said that he said something that was that was shocking, and that that Rene is third was thirty first in the league against shots that from bad angles or wraparounds. Like that was his that he actually there was a book on him, and that they knew what they were doing in this situation. They really did. Well, I mean, and, Kyle. Um, Kyle Connor off the opening faceoff almost scored with a wraparound. He hit the side of the net, and I'm like, oh boy! And like that would have been like, it, it, th think about both the most devastating scenario in a yeah. game seven would know. be you know scoring on the opening shift and silencing the crowd. But it, it didn't take much longer until they scored the. I think it was Myers that scored the goal. I mean, and and yeah. then and then I I I tip my hat to Peter Laviolette having the guts to put Saros in. In the yep. uh, in 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 the first period after they were down two nothing, but and I'll I'll convey what Ru what Russ said and I I said the goal that the goal that Saros allowed and it was a great play by Wheeler and a one timer yep. by Shifley but that was a small goalie's goal meaning that if it was a bigger goalie yeah. like Renee he might have been able to get over yeah. there the smaller goalie there was half the net there and that's why smaller that was also goalies. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right about that. I mean, I do agree, and that that you know, Saros played pretty well. Besides that, um, but it is a small goalie goal. Like, you know, there's a lot of goalies. Like Saros feels like there feels like there's a ton of Saroses out there. You know, like it feels like you know, like when mm -hmm. I look at it, I see you know Neuwirth, I see Mirazik, I see Saros, I see goalies that are all in that mold. You know, that really yes. have like that kind of thing. And there's, and then you see like Bobrovsky is like that, but but better. You know, like and, and there's some goalies mm -hmm. who are like that, but you know, have, play that style, but are are, are a level ahead of that. 
And there are um, big goalies who play like small goalies. But and there's big goalies who play like small goalies, sure, for sure. And yeah. that's always that's also an issue, right? So I think that um, the uh, yeah, to me, oh, sorry, I just pulled in, so I'd be able to. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was that was not an accident, folks. <laughs> yes, no, we're fine. We're good. We're good. Everything's good. Everything's good. Um, here, I'm I'm good. I'm just uh, able to stop for a second now, which is good. All right, so um, yeah, I mean, to me, Saros showed really showed what he's about um, through a lot of the season. I mean, he was really, he was really good um, mm-hmm. and he is, he is a good goalie and he's a, he's a solid, solid backup. But, uh, but I don't the, have but, any question about that. But, but the question, the question is, and, and like I said, we'll talk yeah. about this more on Monday is does Nashville and, and Russ, Russ conveyed to me, he thinks yeah. they do. Do they have a goaltending problem? Because Rene now is what, 36 yeah. years old and he's got one year left in a contract. Saros yeah. is a good backup. But I don't think he's a guy who you can rely on for sixty games during a regular season because his, his yeah, it, yeah, I mean his it's his, tough. His, I mean the size is a I problem. Do, do. The size is an issue, um, and uh, quickness, and and also especially when you play certain kinds of teams, you know, certain kinds yeah. of teams are going to be a bigger, bigger issue. And I think this was this is what you saw in this in this instance. Um, and, and I, I yeah. have I, I have to, to absolutely tip the cap. To, to the Winnipeg Jets, you know, and Peter's back on the yeah. show on Monday. I mean, like I said, I thought this was an even series. They were dominating and devastating last night. They didn't, you know, they 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 took the crowd out of the game early with those goals. You know, they, they the Subban goal brought them back into it, but then that third goal yeah. was 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 a killer. And then they had then they had the uh, you know they had the killer instinct and poured it on late. So I give them yeah. full credit. I I I've picked and you know. I've picked Vegas in seven, but that's just because I think right now Vegas is just like, you know, the team of the gods. It's like everything is going right for them. So I'm going to continue to go with that. Yeah. It's hard not to go there. You know, Um, I don't disagree. Uh, As far as this goes, I am not sure. I'm going to put my prediction out for this tomorrow. Okay. But um, I want to put out, I want to put out like, obviously, I think if you ask 99.9% of the hockey fans, except those in Winnipeg or maybe even Canada, but even, even a lot of Canadian fans, I would think Vegas is, is such an exciting story, you know, and, and even if Nashville had gotten through like one of my favorite teams, I would have been fine with them losing to Vegas, you know, because it's such, it's such a great story. Um, and that's, that's why, I, you know, part of me wants to, I, mean, I got to look beyond it. And part of me wants to pick Vegas just because I think, you know, you want to pick Vegas. So I've got to look beyond that and see what these teams are really about. I got to watch, I'm going to watch the games these guys played against each other, see if I get any hands. That's usually what I like to do. Well, the uh, one watch the games. And we're not going to litigate it right now, but the one thing I can say based on last night is, I mean, obviously you saw in game seven, not only Nashville's defense handled the puck like it was a hand grenade yeah. because they were, they were, it was terrible, but that was because that was a product of maybe bad ice, but also the product of very quick Winnipeg forwards yeah. getting on them constantly. And the only team in the West that I think can match the speed of Winnipeg might be Vegas. Yeah. So no, I think that's going to be the fastest series there is. I mean, and they, and I think that the difference between these teams, if there's any difference at all, it, it, it is going to come down to goaltending. You know, Halibut has been good and really good at times. Last night, the saves he made right before yeah. the the goal that made it three one were the were the were the series. You know, that he made yes. a couple of really big saves where that series could have been tied at two, and he came up huge when he had to. Yeah, um, one on one on Fiala that was that was phenomenal. Yeah, and then yeah. the one the the one where he's. 
it didn't look like much was saved, but he he was up high enough. And this is like a big goalie versus little goalie thing, you know, that hits his mm-hmm. shoulder um, right before the goal. I forget who took it. I think it might have been um, Ekblad. It was a, it, no, it was yeah, it was a defense. It was at home. It was Ekholm, definitely at home. Yeah, Ekholm, right? Not Ekblad, of course. Sorry, it's been a day. Um, mm, Ekholm, right. and um, yeah, so Ekholm, you know, and that was it. Didn't look like much because he just hits him right. But that the fact that he was up high enough. Because that mm-hmm. shot was targeted right under the crossbar, and on almost any goalie in the league that goes down soon, that's that goalie's that that he's, he's putting that bar down, right? So, I th- he was huge in this game. the 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 interesting thing about this is, again, I like to look at the teams that they played to prepare for this, right? So, I look San Jose and LA have what they have in common is that they score kind of dirty goals right they're, they're a team they, they both they both like to crowd the net they both mm-hmm. they're not afraid to score you know ugly goals off of someone's backside you know they you know they both have skilled players but they get a lot of even the skilled players on these teams get a lot out of you know actually scoring just the big goals and in, in, you know off of, off of somebody or you by crashing that um the kind of goalie flurry is where, when when a goalie's playing that well you need a skilled team to beat him you know, you need yeah. to, and and it, skill matters when you have a goalie who's playing as well because if you, Flurry's not is proven like he, anything dirty like that he's going to stop everything like that like if it's if it's if it's shot from within mm-hmm. three feet of Flurry he's stopping it like well, they, they have to be shots from out further and they have to be really pinpointed and this is the first time now that Vegas is going up against a sharp a sharp shooting team like this is the the Jets score pretty goals you know they do. Right, Vegas. Vegas is at the advantage of being the faster team in both rounds. And this round, it's going to be, I think, not neutralized, but I think there they'll be. You know, Winnipeg is just as fast as they are. Yeah. And and granted, to your point, it's like, and you have to factor this in. Two of Winnipeg's best players, skill wise, have been, well, not well. Line hasn't been nothing, but he's been. You know, he hasn't been up to the standard that yeah. we've expected in the regular season. Nikolai Ehlers has no goals. That's amazing. I mean, that, and, um, that's a, yeah, and then he had a, he a glorious know. chance last night and um, didn't score. I mean, and you that could change too. You yeah, know, he's going to get off at some. I think so too. And I, I think, and the other thing is that you know you don't have um, the other thing that's going now. Vegas has to score. I mean, they have sharpshooters too. They have some obviously, but they still score a lot of ugly goals, right? So, you know, Vegas has. Now, when you look at who Winnipeg has played so far, they played. Um, Minnesota and Nashville, two teams that are and I am so messed up. I am sorry. When you look at who the Jets have played so far, they play man, oh man, boy, do I need some sleep. I'm so sorry, guys. When you look at who the Jets have played so far, they have played Minnesota and Nashville. These are two teams. Nashville scores some pretty goals, and can, Nashville can do it all. They can score any way you want. Um, Forsberg, you know, Arvidsson, they scored some really beautiful goals, but they'll mm-hmm. also score a crazy goal. They, the problem with Predators, I think, in this series is they didn't get enough dirty goals. Um, they didn't, they didn't crash the net enough, um, to really make it happen. That's why I think he put Hartnell in because he was looking for that. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, Hartnell really, you know, just Hartnell still can play. He can still shoot, but he can't, he can't blame the guy for not being able to shoot, not being, not being able to skate with players like this. You know, like this is like it last night. He just didn't, couldn't skate with them. Um, it was obvious and Hartnell, cause Hartnell's up there. You know I mean? He was an original predator, like the first team they were in the first time they were in the league. Right. So. Remember that um, it's tr- kind of tricky. So, I think that now you know. I think that in a way, Winnipeg has been better prepared by the teams they played than Vegas has going into this series. If you just strike it down like that, so 
And I always feel like that does play into it in the first couple games, especially. So, and, and Winnipeg, you know, I think winning game seven there, despite the fact they had the tough game six at home, you know, it, it's, it's, they're going to have, having home ice advantage for this series is going to matter a lot to the Jets. I think it really will. I think, I think we're going to see a home, I think we're going to see a home ice series. And I don't know how it's going to end in game seven, but I think it's going seven games, but it's going to be a home ice series where I think you'll actually see, as opposed to what we just saw where, you know, teams lost at home. Yep. We're going to see a lot more. Um, but I'll get my prediction in that. So you've, so you've got you've got Vegas in seven. Vegas in seven, which would be uh, <laughs> should be fantastic, and the story would continue. Which would just I, 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 I'm I'm pretty sure Russ picked Vegas in six. Okay. I didn't get. Kevin, I remember what Kevin said. I think. Okay, no, Kevin. Remember Kevin said Kevin would beat Winnipeg and lose to Nashville. Right. So, so he, he's picking so Vegas. He's, so he's going with Vegas too. Yeah. So um, I'm oh, not sure yet. I'm, I was gonna say I'm sure I'm sure that means you're going with Winnipeg. No, no, it doesn't. I mean, if I'm going, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, this, it, Mr. Counterintuitive. No, I know. I, I know sometimes, but not always. You know, not always. I, I, I a lot of the same things. You guys, I'm but, joking. Um, I'm joking. Usually, when I'm counterintuitive, I'm right. Um, <laughs> so, but I don't know this one. I really have to tell you right now. I don't know. Like I, based on all the things, I, arguments I just made, I think people would think that I'm leaning towards Winnipeg, but. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, this is Vegas. Like, what can you do? Like, how can you, how can you, how can you yeah. do what you like angels on the goalpost type thing? How can you get past that? You know, me, well, I mean, if this just... was, if this, if this was any other scenario, if this was any other scenario, they wouldn't be here. So the fact that they are here and the fact that they have been, you know, have been doing as well as they have, you have to essentially, just put, 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 throw caution to the wind. I mean, Winnipeg could very easily win this series. I think they're capable. Obviously, they've won two rounds. But, you know, Vegas is just, I mean, they're, they're just blessed right now. Yeah, so. They really are. They really are. One second. Just so what about the uh, – All right, so oh, then okay. they, tonight, okay. tonight's game. Um, tonight's series. Whew, man. Um, now I'll I'll give you I'll give you my read on this because because yeah. right now the, the indications are back. Right, Backstrom is not playing at least the right. first game, maybe the first two games. Um, yeah. That means Washington is going to have to play that absolute shutdown style that they played the last couple games of the series against Pittsburgh. Yeah, yep. that wor- that worked against Pittsburgh because I continue to say Pittsburgh was beat completely beat beyond recognition in terms of just exhaustion. Yeah, they were that's, beat the way, that's the way they looked. You're talking about a fresh Tampa team that got, a, you know, got played five tough games against Boston, but got some rest. Now they might be, they might be a little rusty at the beginning, but I, I think Tampa will, you know, overcome the caps because the, you know, the caps have, you know, Holpe is great. Uh, and he's playing great now. Um, Ovechkin seems to have shaken off the playoff schneid, but I think Tampa's too deep, too talented, and unless, unless Vasilevsky uh, doesn't show up, I, I think they're going to win this series in six games. And Russ, Russ is picking the capital. Yeah, you're picking, you're picking – I'm picking Tampa Bay. Tampa. I'm, picking, I'm picking the Capitals, right? Um, that's what your prediction is. Your prediction on my prediction is the Capitals. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I would um, – yeah, I'm going to go with the Caps. I am. Um, and this, and the reason is I just think that they feel like a destiny team to me, um, mm-hmm. more so than Tampa does. 
Now, and, and that, that, that's not really fair because Tampa hasn't been maybe put up against it because I think Tampa played a Jersey team. And, and now remember, that Jersey team was really good going into the playoffs, and they handled them very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and Boston was really good going into the playoffs and really good against Toronto, and they handled them pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Tampa's, Tampa's solid. I just don't think they have played anything like Washington. Like Washington's, what Washington brings to the table – offensively and also the fact is i just think Holtby is a better goalie than anybody tampa's played against yet well i um, see that, that that's the thing i think they i think i put up boston against washington in the sense that boston is similar to uh, to washington in the sense that they're one line or two line teams really it's like it, it's all the eggs are in one basket it's it's kuznetsov and ovechkin on one line and other than oshi i don't fear anybody on the capitals where it was with the bruins it's like you had to you had to beat marshan bergeron and pasternak and after that who was who were you scared of david Krejci? Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. I mean, uh, there, there, there are very sim- there are similarities. Tampa's better. I mean, Tampa's best better defensively, I think, than Washington is, mm-hmm. um, as far as their just defense may go. And you know, McDonough is a huge pickup in this series because he knows how to play against Ovechkin, right? Um, and there's definitely that. Um, but I think at the end, I do think that you know, Rask did not. You know, Rask no. has been no. okay. Yeah, Rask, Rask was Rask was average. Rask was okay, but Holpe is better. You know that's yes. that's that's what I feel like. I know I do know Rask isn't playing in the series. I appreciate the. Uh, <laughs> I think Hope he's better, and I think and I think and I think you know I do think and I think Hope I think is way better than Kincaid was. Kincaid had a tough time in that first round. Yeah. Um, Hopey is is focused. He's been here before. He knows, and they, there's just a feeling around that team, and and you know I really trust Barry Trotz, who I've you know been a fan of and friend of for years since he was in Nashville. He's a huge, he's a huge hockey buzz person too. So I kind of have, I definitely have a soft spot for him, mm-hmm. but, um, but Barry Trotz, I definitely, when he said, you know, in that press conference, he just had a sense that he was going to win in game seven in the, in the last, in the game six Pittsburgh series. That told me a lot about his team because that, you know, Trotz is, is very, tu- very tuned into his players more so than that's what, that's what Trotz's strength is. Um, you know, and that, that's also his weakness at times, but it's his strength is he knows where his players are at and he knew, he knew his players were in the spot that they were going to be able to handle that, um, and do something pretty special against Pittsburgh. And he was right. Um, and they got to a good goalie in Matt Murray, who is, you know, and, and Vasilevsky's good, but I think Matt Murray's better. Um, so they, they got to a good, a really good goalie in that against Murray. I, and I, yeah. I, you know, I, the defense I, is there. I just, I think this is a seven game series too, but I, I, I'm going with the caps in this one for sure. Yeah. I just think there's more support there for, for Vasilevsky. I mean, defensively and offensively, you know, you, Boston was not a four line team. Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay can, you know, they'll have Ryan Callahan on the four on the fourth line at times. I mean, that's, you know, having that kind of experience and that kind of, you yeah. know, no, that's true. That that's definitely true. And there's there's huge depth there. Um, but if I look at it this way, like if I was to say, if I was to take the teams, if I was to take the teams that Washington has played, Columbus against Tampa. If I was if I was to pick that in a series, I would be like, that's pretty much a toss up in my mind because Columbus was really good at the end of the year and yeah. playing out of their mind and did Bobrovsky. And then I go, you know, and I go if I go to Pittsburgh against Tampa, I probably would have taken Pittsburgh. Um, so I feel like that. Washington's played teams that are as good, if not better, than Tampa, and I think that a lot of Tampa's. See that that's a that's a roundabout yeah. way of saying that the Metro is a better division than the Atlantic. And well, I'll directly I, say that the Metro is a better division than the Atlantic. Right, but 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 the top three teams in the Atlantic 
I think are better are better than and that's why I like I my pick Tampa has been my pick to come out of the East all all along and I mean yeah, yes yeah. divisional di- divisionally the Metro is better than the Atlantic the top three in the Atlantic I think were better than most of the teams in the Metro that's yeah uh, I don't know I don't think so I don't, I really don't I don't think I don't, I think that you know Tampa is as good as anyone in the Metro um, but Boston mm-hmm. and Toronto. I don't know where they would have finished in the Metro. They would have, I mean, they would have finished. I would, I would, I would say, I would say Boston would have finished. Uh, they would have finished like fourth and fifth or third and fourth at the, at the best. Like I think, I do think that Pittsburgh and Washington both would have finished ahead of Boston and Toronto. Um, and I think that beyond that, then, you know, the, you know, the Flyers finished there, but they, you know, so yeah, you could say they're going to finish out of the Flyers, but I think that in reality is, you know, if Columbus should have finished in third, they just they just gave the last couple of games of the season, so they didn't have to play the Penguins. Well, maybe maybe we'll find out next year uh, yeah. when we have when we have the conference playoff format if we, if the league goes back to it, because then it'll be sort of like that in terms of yeah. determining. Yeah. yeah, it will be, but I hope I kind of hope they don't. I kind of like the way they. I kind of I'm, I'm, we'll talk about that before, but I'm actually I'm a fan of this of this match of this format right now, at least for now. I, I you know I I do have issues with it, but I think that I like the idea of it. Um, I would reseat things though eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, that's about it. I glad we did a quick show here, got everything in and, uh, sorry for the delay today, guys. Um, we'll be back on Monday at a rel- relatively normal time. I hope I don't see yes. why not. Um, and remember without the buzz, it's just hockey. We will talk to you on Monday. Enjoy the weekend. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.